Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. down do any damage we're just little things we need to be thankful for amen that god kept his hand of protection on us today's the final week of our series all in i hope you've been blessed by this series we're going to wrap it up today let's go to our verses for each of these messages it's mark chapter 12 verse 28 and it says and one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate he realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Jesus said the most important commandment is to love God with your heart, with your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And we've learned over these last few weeks, if I'm going to love the Lord with my all, it involves my heart. That's my feelings, my passion that God has put into my life. We talked about that a few weeks ago. My mind, that's my thinking. It's not only what I feel, but also what I think. Amen. I've got to do that if I'm going to love him with my all. And we talked about last week, we got to love him with our soul. That's our being. That's the center of who I am and my will. And today we're going to talk about how do I love him with all my strength. That's my doing. Amen. Heart is feeling. Mind is thinking. Soul is your being. Strength is your doing. It involves all of these things in my life. My life. My life. <laughs> my life. <laughs> Amen. Now, you might ask yourself, which of these is the most important? Which order should I get them in? Which one is foundational to any of the others? But Jesus said to love with all in all of them. Amen? That means they're equally important. We all know in our lives that different days turn out different ways. Amen? Sometimes we wake up and it's in our heart. Thank you, sir. Our heart might be leading our mind. Sometimes we wake up and our mind is leading our heart. Sometimes my, my thoughts come into play and they might help me do the right thing or they might try to steer me down the wrong path. That's just what happens in life every day. It's not a matter of prioritizing these four things. It's a matter of having a balance in all four of these things. And that's important for us to remember because sometimes we get messed up and how many, how many of you know we do get out of balance sometimes, right? 
Sometimes there are people who try to uh, just have an intellectual approach to Christianity, and they think that's what's most important to the detriment of the others. There's others that think, well, it's just all about my heart and my feelings. And if you've got a right heart toward Jesus, I've heard people even say, if your heart is right, it doesn't matter what you believe. That's not true either. Amen. Uh, No, that, that misses it. It's all of these things. That's how Jesus made us to function to live in healthy balance. Because if you leave one out, you can become out of balance. So let's look at the fourth part of this passage, strength or doing. How do I put my energy and my strength into loving the Lord? Now, when I say strength, most of us think of physical strength or emotional strength or maybe you know mental fortitude, but strength is much more than that. Real strength, I think, is something even different than that. And I'm going to kind of approach this a little differently than maybe you anticipated me approaching it today. Because I want to tell you that real strength is not just how strong I am and using what I excel at. But real strength comes from recognizing how weak I am and using my weakness for the glory of God. Come on. See, the good news is you can be strong, not just by being strong, emotionally, mentally, or physically, but you can be strong by turning your weaknesses over to the Lord. Hallelujah. So how do I take the desire to love the Lord that I have internally and manifest it externally? How do I love him with all of my strength? A few things that I want to share with you today as we wrap this up. First of all, The way to love the Lord your God with all your strength is you got to believe God can work through your life. That is foundational. You've got to believe that God can work through your life. John 14 and 12 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me, what? Will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Now, like most everything else, you have to be someone who lives by faith and truly believe that God can do anything in your life. He said, anyone who believes in me will not only do what I've been doing, but what? You're going to do greater things. God's strength is not limited, but guess what? He does choose people to work through. Amen. People who are willing to let his strength flow through us. Now, when you hear somebody say, like I'm saying right now, God can do anything through your life, your first reaction might be to struggle with that thought, right? To wrestle with that thought. You got to be kidding, Pastor. It's a lot easier to think about what God can't do through my life. Amen. That's kind of our our knee-jerk response. God can't use me because I'm this or because I think this or because... I've done that. God can't use me because I wasn't raised in church. God can't use me because I battle addictions. God can't use me because I'm divorced. God can't use me because I've got a record. Amen. God can't use me and the excuses just flow out of us. Right? We are usually way more positive that God can do anything through somebody else's life than we are through our own lives. But guess what? You are somebody else to someone else. You say, well, God can use others. You are the others to other people in this room. Amen. God can work through you. And the reason why is because God's 
resources are unlimited. Ephesians 3, 16. I pray, I love this verse from the NLT. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Hallelujah. Out of his what? Glorious unlimited resources. Come on, that's how I know that we can do anything through Christ who strengthens us. It's by his glorious unlimited resources. He empowers us with what? Inner strength. Sometimes you feel like you're running on empty, but he never is running on empty, amen? God doesn't have a bad day. He has unlimited resources. He can flow through us if we love him with our strength. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, now all glory to God who is able, what? Through his mighty power at work where? Within us. To accomplish what? Infinitely more than we might ask or think. His mighty power at work through us. So the question is, are you beginning to see where your real strength comes from? Come on. His power is incomparable. Amen. You can't compare it to anything else. The Bible has a verse that puts this truth in a very clear way. You probably heard it so many times that we miss the truth of it when we hear it because we've heard it over and over again. Philippians 4.13, what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I believe that. Amen. That God can do anything through us. It is through Christ who strengthens me. That is our source, through Christ. So the first way to love God with all your strength is you got to believe that God can work through your life. But then the second way to love God with all your strength is, number one, recognize that you can do nothing without him. You can do nothing without him. Nothing of any eternal consequence. See, we have to realize that we, how weak we really are on our own. Our human strength and our energies are limited at best. Because it's not always easy to remember that the verse didn't say, I can do all things. What did the verse say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Jesus gives us a picture of this in John 15. It's the night before his crucifixion. He's talking to his disciples about faith, about peace, about how they can trust in them. He's talking with them about how he's going to send the Holy Spirit. In the middle of that conversation, he talks to them about what a grapevine and the branches that are on that vine. He tells them that if a branch is not connected to the vine, it will not bear fruit. You know what Jesus is saying? If you want to love me with all your strength, you've got to stay connected because you can't do anything without me. Amen. John 15 and 5, he said, literally, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. See, this thing of me wanting to love God and work for God and do things for God in my life, the Bible also tells us what this really does look like in a practical sense. Colossians 1.29, I love this. It says, in order to do this, I work and struggle using Christ's great strength that works so powerfully in me. Do you notice that? Doesn't that look like a paradox? It looks like, it says, well, man, you got Christ's great strength working in you. And what does it say? Sometimes you got to work and struggle. 
work and struggle. The struggle is real, right? Amen. See, the Bible doesn't say Christ's strength works in me while I lay around and do nothing. <laughs> Carter and Dana gave me a plaque. It hangs on my office, and I love it. It said, get on your knees and pray, and then get on your feet and work. Come on. Get on your knees and pray, and then get on your feet and work. Amen. Sometimes you work and struggle, right? Our job, though, throughout that whole process is to stay connected to the source so that he can be our strength. Ephesians 6 and 10, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Amen. Our strength is in what? Our confidence is in what? The Lord and his mighty power. So I've got to believe that God can work in my life. I've got to recognize that I can do nothing without him. And then number three, and for all of you who feel real good about yourself, let me just throw this in. Don't let your strength pull you away from God's strength. What am I talking about? When I feel like I'm strong, when I feel like I've got it all together, guess what we tend to do? We start relying on ourselves. I'm so smart. I'm so industrious. I'm so gifted. I'm so talented. I'm so wise. Amen. Come on. Sometimes pride creeps in and overconfidence creeps in. And then when I realize I'm in need, I what? I shift back to trying to depend on God. The reality is that the places that I feel like I'm strongest in are the places that I sometimes am least dependent on God. Amen. If you are blessed with a great marriage, guess what you might find yourself doing? Not really praying that much about your marriage. Not really bringing God into the focus into your marriage. If, you, if you're smart and you're gifted and you're blessed and God gave you great ability and that translates into a good job, sometimes you might think, you know what, I'm okay, I'm gonna do this, I can make this, I'm strong, I'm smart, and we forget to depend on God. Don't let your strength pull you away from God's strength need to think about that because guess what? I guarantee that we all do that at times. Amen? The places that we probably most need to depend on God because if we don't, we become self-sufficient and we start to rely on the flesh and not on the leading of the spirit. Amen? And here's how the process usually goes, right? I feel like I'm strong and, and then right after that, something knocks me flat on my face and then I depend on God again. Right, and God comes along and he helps me and he gives me strength and I get stronger again. And then I feel like I'm strong and I start getting self-reliant again and then I fall flat on my face again. It's a vicious cycle. We keep wanting to depend on ourselves because we interpret that as strength, but we can't let our strengths pull us away from his strength. Now, I'm not saying don't acknowledge that you have strengths. Thank God. God's given you gifts. God's given you abilities. He wants you to use them for his glory, and he wants to bless you through those strengths. But it's a process of life, and we've all been through it. Welcome to the human race. Welcome to the Christian life. Welcome to three steps forward and two steps back sometimes. When it comes to spiritual and personal growth, that's just what it's like. Look at Samson. <coughs> Samson was a guy who was incredibly strong, literally physically strong. But Samson lost sight of the fact that his strength was directly connected to what? God as his source. 
Samson made some poor choices. I don't have time to unpack the life of Samson today. And the Bible tells us that God's spirit, God's strength did what? It departed from Samson. He just depended on the outer strength that he had developed and it got him in trouble. And Samson is the perfect picture of the place where I'm strongest, where I tend to rely on my own strength, and it can become my weakness when it is disconnected from my source, which is God. Don't let your strength pull you away from your source. And that leads me, though, to my fourth point. You got to use what you have. If you really want to love God with all your strength, use what you have. Have. Now, in that same book of the Bible, in the Old Testament that Samson is in, there's a story of another man named Gideon. Entirely different picture. When God and Gideon first met, as far as we know in the Scripture, you know what Gideon's doing? He's in the wine press, and he's hiding. He's doing a little work. Read the story. But he's the opposite of Samson. He's down there in the wine press doing a little work, but mostly he is hiding from the very enemy that Samson used to defeat. He's hiding from the same army that Samson was out there slaughtering. Gideon is down there worrying, maybe I can ride this storm out. He's not fighting for family. He's not fighting for his country. And then in one of the most incredible greetings of the entire Bible, I love it, an angel of the Lord shows up. He's down there hiding. And what did the angels say? Mighty hero. Read it. Judges 6. Mighty hero. The Lord is with you. Talk about speaking a word of faith. Amen. <laughs> Mighty hero. Excuse me. Mighty hero. Gideon's probably looking around the room. Is there somebody else here? Who are you talking to, angel? Mighty hero. By the way, sometimes God has to tell you your name for you to believe it. He didn't feel like a mighty hero. He didn't feel like a mighty warrior. But sometimes God's got to remind you of who you really are. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you don't realize what your name really is. Mighty warrior, encourager, faithful one. I want to remind somebody here today. Friend of God, beloved, son, man after my own heart, daughter, vessel of honor. See, if Gideon had given a name to himself, it wouldn't have been Mighty Hero. It would have been Mighty Hider. Amen? Right? But the angel came to him and said, Mighty Hero, the Lord is with you. But do you want to know what Gideon's response was? I wish I could tell you how great it was. I want you to read it with me, Judges 6, 13. Here's how Gideon responded. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? And since I'm on a roll, didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? Gideon, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Mighty hero, huh? Well, if I'm such a hero and if God is with us, why is all this stuff happening right now? Talk about expressing how you really feel. If the Lord is with us, why is all this taking place? Where are the miracles? The Lord brought us out of Egypt. That's great. But guess what? He has abandoned us. 
Anybody ever, ever have one of those conversations with the Lord? You might have been afraid to have that conversation, but you thought it in your mind, right? But I love how the angel of the Lord responded in verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have. <laughs> I love this verse. Amen. Go with the strength you have. He didn't say go the way you ought to be. He didn't say go the way you should be. He said, Gideon, I'm calling you to just go with the strength that you have. In other words, use what you've got and rescue Israel from the Midianites because I am sending you. Use what you have, Gideon, because that's all the strength you need because I'm the one that's going to be sending you. Hallelujah. And God takes this frightened man and he uses him to lead an army into battle. And I love the story. Again, I won't unpack the whole thing, but Gideon begins to gather up an army and Gideon begins, okay, I'm going to use what I got. And he gathers a bunch of them up and guess what happens? The Lord says, hey, Gideon, you got too many. Get some of them out of here. And he gets rid of a bunch of them. And the Lord comes out. Hey, Gideon, you still got too many. And he has to get rid of some more. Gideon, you got to shrink this down. So here's this guy who's not super confident anyway. And God keeps cutting his numbers. <laughs> you said use what I've got. But you keep cutting my numbers. Gideon. You're going to have to use what you have, and it's going to be less than what you think you need. Oh, I want to help somebody here today. Come on. You think, man, I'm not strong enough. You're strong enough. God says, use what you have. You say, I don't have enough. Yes, you do. You're just going to have to use what God allows you to use because it's more than what you need. So you know what Gideon did? He says, hey, everybody, we're just going to have to use what we got. Get some trumpets. Get some torches. Get a clay jar. Put it on top of that torch. We ain't got much. There's only 300 of us. Get your trumpets and your torches and get everything together. And at the signal, I want everybody to break those clay jars. And I want you to blow the trumpets at the same time. Those clay jars were full of anointing oil. When you break all this fire and all this trumpet. And the Bible says that when Gideon used what he had, not only did they not have to lift the sword in battle, the Midianites destroyed themselves. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody here today. You think you don't have enough. You've got all you need if you're connected to the vine. Come on, you've got everything you need if God is your source. You've got everything you need to love God with all of your strength. See, the problem is we keep comparing all of our strength with all of Rodney's strength or all of Stephen's strength or all of Josh's strength. And when we get in this comparison game, God says, love me with all your strength. And he told Gideon, what you've got is all that I need. Amen. Gideon's a perfect picture of the places in my life where when I'm weak, I just need to rely on God's strength. And you may ask God, why did you make me like this? Why are you taking me through this? 
Why don't you just give me more in this area of my life? I'd feel so much more confident. But see, that, that, that causes us to miss the point. And that's my last point, and that is this. You've got to let your weakness become your strength. You've got to let your weakness become strength. Those are the places where you just love God and you love who he is in your life. And the Apostle Paul talked about this in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Each time he said, because Paul had been praying about his weakness, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best. There it is. In weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, the hardships, the persecutions, and the troubles that I suffer for Christ. Because when I'm weak, then I'm really strong. Hallelujah. The Bible said that Paul had this thorn in his flesh, something that was a consistent bother or weakness to him. Most people think it was some type of an ailment or an illness. And he prayed repeatedly for God to deliver him. But you know what God kept saying? Nope. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. See, I want God's power to be made perfect in my power. Right? In my confidence. But that's not how it works. So Paul says, I'm just going to use what I've got so Christ's power can work through me and my weakness. See, that's how my weakness becomes God's strength. Weakness meaning limitations, physical, emotional, intellectual. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about our weaknesses, the fact that you're human, the fact that you've been hurt in life, the fact that you've got some scars. And if you don't have any scars yet, stick around. You're going to get some scars. Come on. The fact that circumstances happen in our lives, those are our weaknesses. And if you want to do anything for God, you're going to have to embrace the weaknesses in your life. Because we're all weak, and we've all got scars, and you're going to feel weak at times because you don't match up to the greatness of God. But that's okay. Amen? So what do I do with those weaknesses in my life? Paul did two things. First of all, he prayed. He did. He actually said, God, would you please remove this from my life? It's okay to ask God to remove the weakness. It's okay to ask God to get rid of the thorn. Come on, amen. As long as it's not your spouse, amen. <laughs> ask God to help them, amen. <laughs> Come on. You don't say, God, I, I, I can't do this. I'm never going to be able to do this. Paul prayed. He didn't like them being there. He didn't like his weakness, but he prayed. But once he got the affirmative no from God, you know what he did? He changed his posture, and the Bible says he boasted. He went from praying, God, get rid of this, to, okay, you're not going to get rid of it, so I'm going to have to amplify this. I'm going to have to use it for your glory. He said, I boast about my weaknesses. Why? So Christ's power will rest on me. Hallelujah. Boasting in this case is not bragging. It's not being prideful. Boasting is not saying, I've got bigger weaknesses than you have. Amen. That's not what he's talking about here. He's saying, my weakness shows God's strength. He wants to show the world where the strength he has comes from in spite of his weaknesses. I love this next verse, 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. It says, we now have this light shining in our hearts, 
but we ourselves, look at this, it's so good, but we are like fragile clay jars containing a great treasure. Hallelujah. This makes it clear, what? That our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Hallelujah. See, we don't understand. We, we look at our weaknesses as weak. But God says when people see the fragility of your life, when they see how fragile that we really are, we are recognizing and we're making it clear that the great power that we have is from God and not ourselves. It makes it clear that God put this treasure, this treasure of his Holy Spirit within us. Amen. Because he wants to show the world the strength and the powers from him. I want the praise team and the musicians to come. Loving with all of my strength comes from a place of realizing that I'm weak and I need God's strength. My weakness becomes God's strength at the point of my faithfulness. Everybody say faithful. See, because when I choose to be faithful, that's when my weakness becomes God's strength. Bible tells us in Psalm 18:25, to the faithful you show yourself faithful. See, it's not just the first time or the second time or the third time you do something, but when you do it over and over and over again, loving the Lord with all your strength. It's not about doing something amazing. Come on, I want to help you today. It's about doing the little things faithfully over and over and over again. I don't have Eddie's strength or Jordan's strength or Heather's strength. And guess what? I've got some strengths Jordan doesn't have or Eddie doesn't have. And it's not about that. It's about me loving God and using what I have for his glory. I want you to stand with me all over this house. (coughs) Galatians 6 and verse 9. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall what? Reap. If we do not lose heart. You know why that verse is in there? Because God knew we'd get weary. He knew we'd get weary. He knew we'd get weary of doing good. That's why it reminds us that we'll be rewarded if we don't quit. What are the results? Matthew 25 and verse 21. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. So I want to put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Or in other translations, come and share the joy of the Lord. See, that's God's word to those who are faithful. And I can't think of better words to hear as a result of loving God with all of my heart and my soul and my mind and my strength. So as we wrap up this series, I'd encourage you, first of all, to pick one of these things, heart, soul, mind, strength. Maybe God's been talking to you about one of those areas of your life. And and ask the Lord to help you grow in that area of your life in this next season of your life. Weeks, months, whatever it might be. Ask God to help you grow. Because we need to be balanced. Hear me, we tend to grow better when we focus on something, right? You might say, well, I need to love you with my heart in a greater way. Lord, teach me to share my emotions that I'm going through in my life. Or maybe you're saying, God, I want to love you with all my mind. I want to become somebody that controls my thoughts and puts on the mind of Christ. Or maybe you want to 
Say, God, I need to love you with more of my soul to become the kind of person that makes decisions that are based on your word that lets my unique personality shine as I love you. Or, God, I want to love you with all of my strength. I need to embrace my weaknesses and make room, God, for your strength to shine in my life. And by doing this, you know what we do? We teach our families and we teach another generation how to live for God victoriously. Deuteronomy 6 and 5, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, all your heart and soul and all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. And then notice verse 7, repeat them again and again to your children. Our kids, most of them are upstairs or in the nursery. He says, talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. I just want to slip this reminder in, guys. It's not just about us. We got to get this right for future generations. Amen? Come on, we got to get this right for our kids and for our grandkids so they can carry the cross and they can move further and they can grow in their relationship with God. So today as we close this time and the praise team begins to sing, and I hope you can take a fresh look at your weaknesses and realize it doesn't have to be a cross, it doesn't have to be a thorn. It can be something that God uses His strength in and through your life. So I'm gonna open up this altar and I'm asking you to step out from where you are. And I just want you to come and say, God, I'm bringing you my weaknesses. I'm bringing you my scars. I'm bringing you my broken places. Because God, when I lay these at your feet, your strength can flow and operate through my life. Would you come? Would you come? Amen. Come on, step out. That's it. All over this house. God, I need you to use.
Lord, I just thank you today. And I recognize, Lord, that when I'm weak, you're strong. So I submit myself to you, Lord. God, and I ask you to just let your light shine through us, God. God, I give you what I have. And I give you my best. And that's how I love you with all of my strength, Lord. I want to be faithful. I want to be committed. I want to be true. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Can we praise him all over this house? Come on, I say we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.